0: El vecindario Hell's Kitchen de la ciudad de Nueva York está lleno de restaurantes y otros negocios que ahora están cerrados. Cerca de allí, los teatros de Broadway también están en riesgo debido a las suspensiones de COVID-19. La crisis del coronavirus provocó grandes dificultades económicas para todos estos negocios. Pero algunas áreas muy queridas han recibido apoyo financiero para ayudarlas a conllevar las dificultades. Las personas continúan las campañas de recaudación de fondos en línea y en otros medios. Tom y Michael D. son productores teatrales que viven en Hell's Kitchen. Ellos abrieron una campaña GoFundMe el mes pasado con el fin de recaudar fondos para el West Bank Café y el Teatro Laurie Bigman. GoFundMe es un servicio de recaudación de fondos El proyecto Go Found Me recaudó más de 340 mil dólares en solo semanas. La campaña incluyó un teletón, un evento en línea en el que muchos actores y cantantes de teatro se presentaron en ayuda al West Bank Café. André The Shields estaba entre los que aparecieron en el teletón. El famoso intérprete de Broadway es el ganador de tres Tony Awards, el más alto honor en el teatro americano. Él también es un gran fan del West Bank Café. Pasé alguno de mis momentos más deliciosos, más despreocupados y más importantes aquí, dijo The Shields en su presentación. No queremos que este hermoso pedazo de cielo en la tierra desaparezca nunca, agregó. Luego presentó una gran donación a Steve Olsen, propietario del West Bank Café, y fundador de su teatro, Laurie Bigman. Estuvimos un par de semanas desde que realmente nos quedamos sin dinero y cerramos el negocio, dijo Olsen antes de que comenzara la campaña. Pero ahora, él dice que tiene la esperanza de que el negocio que abrió en 1978 pueda sobrevivir hasta que el restaurante y el teatro en vivo vuelvan a abrir. El proyecto GoFoundMe continúa recaudando fondos para el West Bank Café y el Teatro Laurie Bigman. Pero al mismo tiempo, los de Angora han iniciado otra campaña similar para Birland, un sitio para espectáculos de música jazz. Ese GoFoundMe ya ha recaudado más de 180 mil dólares. Gianni Valenti es propietario de Birland. Él ahora cree que. Que también sobrevivirá a los cierres por coronavirus. Es muy reconfortante ver la respuesta que hemos tenido, dijo Valenti sobre los donantes y agregó también, me encanta el hecho de que se preocupan por Berlin, la música y lo que significa para Nueva York, que todos sigamos y con suerte volvamos a la normalidad en el futuro. Por Armen Casabian, traducido por Eliezer Pérez. The third felt hurt, by Edgar Allan Poe, true, nervous, very very dreadfully nervous, I have been and am, but what will you say that I am mad, I hear many things in her. how then am I mad, Hearken and observe how healthily, how calmly, I can tell you the whole story. It is impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain, but once conceived, it haunted me day and night. Object there was none. Passion there was none. I loved the old man. I think it was his eye. Yes. It was this. He had the eye of a vulture. Now, this is the point, you fancy me mad, mad men know nothing but you should have seen me, you should have seen how wisely I proceed, with what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimulation I want to work. I was waiting this moment for seven long nights, every night just at midnight but I found the eye always closer, and so it was impossible to do the work, for it was not the old man who begs me, but his evil eye. Upon the eighth night, I was more than usually cautious in opening the door. I watched minute hand moved more quickly than did mine. I could scarcely contain my feelings, his room was as black as pitch with the thick darkness. I had my head in and I was about to open the lantern with my thumb slipped upon the thing fastening and the old man sprang up in the bed, crying out. Who's there? I kept quiet still and said nothing. For a whole hour, I didn't move a muscle and in the meantime, I did not hear him lie down. He was still sitting up in the bed listening, just I have done, night after night, harkering to the dead watches in the wall. Presently, I heard a slight drop. I knew this was the groan of mortal terror. <laughs> it was not a groan of pain nor grief. Oh no, I knew that he had been lying awake ever since the first lag noise. When he had turned in the bed, his fear had been ever since growing upon him. He had been trying to fancy them causeless, but could not. He has been saying to himself, it's nothing but the wing in the chimney, it is only a mouse crossing the floor. Yes, he has been trying to comfort himself with this supposition, but he has found all in vain. All in vain because death in a brushing him house stuck with his black shadow before him and enveloped the victim. When I had waited a long time very patiently without hearing him lie down, I resolved to open a little, a very very little crevice in the lantern. So I open it, you can imagine how stealthily, how stealthily until, at length and single dim ray, like the tread of a spider, should thrown out the crevice and fell full upon the bulge or I. it was open, wide, wide open. And I grew furious as I gazed upon it. I saw it with perfect distinctness, all a dull blue, with a hideous veil over it that shielded the very marrow in my bones. But I could see nothing else of the old man's face or person, for I had directed ray as by instinct, presently upon the damaged spot. I increased my fury as the beating of a drum stimulated soldier into courage. The old man's terror must have been extreme. It grew louder, I say, louder every moment. Do you mark me well? I have told you that I am nervous. So, I am. And now at the dead of the hour night, amid the dreadful silence of the old house, so strange a noise as this excited me to uncontrollable terror. The old man's hour had come, He secret once, once only. In an instant I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him and thanks smiled to find the deed so far done. But For many minutes, the hair beat with muffled sound, and then the old man was dead. I removed the bed and examined the corpus, yes, he was stunned, stunned dead. First of all, I dismembered the corpus, I could have the head and the arms and the legs. I then took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber, and deposited all between the scantlings. I then replaced the board so cleverly, so cunningly, that no human eye, not even his, could have detected anything wrong. When I had made at the end of this labor, it was four o'clock. As the bell sounded the hour, there came a knocking at the street door. I went down to open it with a like heard for what I had I now to fear. There entered three men who introduced themselves with perfect suavity, as officer of the police. A shriek had been heard by a neighbor during the night. Suspicion of full play had been aroused. Information had been lodged at the police office. I smiled, for what had I to fear? I bade the gentleman welcome. The shriek, I said, was my own in a dream. The old man I mentioned was absent in the country. I took the tour all over the house. I bade them search, search well. I led them at length to his chamber. In the enthusiasm of my confidence. I brought chairs into the room and desired them here to the rest from their fatigues, while I myself, in the wild audacity of my perfect triumphs, placed in my own seat upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpus of the victim. The officers were satisfied; my manner had convinced them. I felt myself getting pale and wished then gone. My headache. And see it ringing in my ears, but I still lay sad and still shuddered. The ringing became more distinct, it continued and became more distinctive. I talked more freely to get rid right of the feeling, but it continued and gained the until at length I found that noise was not within my ears. Not doubts I now grew very pale. But I talked more friendly and with a voice, and yet the officer heard it not. I talked more quickly, more vehemently, but the noise steadily increased. Why would they not be gone? I paced the floor to and fro with heavy strides of excited the fury by the observation of the men. But the noise steadily increased. Oh God! What could I do? I found, I read, I swore, I swung the chair upon which had been sitting, and ground it upon the boards, but the noise arose over all continuing crazy, it grew louder, louder, and still the men shed it pleasantly, and smiled, was it possible they heard not, almighty God, no, no, they heard, they suspect. They knew, they were making a mockery of my horror, this I thought and this I think. But anything was better than this agony, anything was more terrible than this derision. I could bear those hypocritical smiles no longer. I felt that I must scream or die, and now again, hard louder 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 billions i shriek Dissemble no more i admit the deed tear up the planks here here it is the beating of his hideous heart thanks for listening